Britain is known for drinking tea. Yes, everyone knows that British people love tea. In fact, 165 million cups of tea are drunk every day. And apparently that's enough to fill 20 Olympic swimming pools. So lots and lots of tea. But the UK only ranks third on the list of most tea drank in any country. Can you guess what number one and two are? So what countries drink the most tea? I'll tell you the answer at the end of this podcast. Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back. Thank you very much for being here, whether it's your first time or your 25th time. Thank you very much. When you're listening to this podcast, I will actually be in Japan. So I'm recording this a little bit before, but I am currently on a long three-month travel. And during this time, I will still be working and releasing podcasts. So hopefully, from your point of view, nothing will be different. But I'm currently traveling in Japan. Because of this, and because I'm very, very excited, I thought I could talk about travel in the UK today. So I know many of you have been to the UK before, and hopefully many of you are planning to go in the future as well. I know the UK can be a tricky country to get into, there's visa problems and things like that, but if you get the chance, I highly recommend coming. I should also remind you that if you want to read the transcript for this episode, you can do so if you go to the website, the show notes for this podcast, you will find the full transcript so you can read everything I'm saying while I'm saying it. So if there are any words that you don't understand, maybe I'm talking too quickly for you, you can read the text over there. So to find the transcript, you can go to ewmichael.com forward slash UK travel. UK travel. And if you have any feedback for the podcast or questions for me, you can leave them on that page in the comments at the bottom. I will always, always reply to your comments because it always brings a big smile to my face when I can see someone is liking and enjoying the podcast. Okay, so the theme of today's episode is don't go to London. Okay, maybe I'm just kidding. But when people travel to the UK, most people go to London and nowhere else. And to be honest, I'm also guilty of this. When I go to other countries around Europe, in Asia, wherever, I only go to the capital city. And I don't even like cities, really. So I don't know why I do that. So I'm currently changing that. I'm trying to visit more countryside from now on. Obviously, everyone has different preferences. Maybe you prefer cities, but... I really think if you like British culture and you want to have a real kind of true British experience, then I recommend traveling outside of London. It's like a completely different country. As you may know, I grew up 
in the southwest of the UK. So I think if you travel by car, it's something like six hours to get to London. It's not so close. So whenever I travel to London, it feels like I'm in a new country. Everything is different. The pace of life is different. It's so multicultural and diverse that I rarely hear people speak English. Or sometimes it feels that way anyway. And that can be a really, really nice thing. But if you want to see British culture, maybe it's not the best place to go. Something to think about. So one benefit of going to the countryside or a more rural area is that people tend to be friendlier. People help you and they talk to you and they smile at you. And that's something I really like about traveling any, any, in any country, you know, in the countryside. So to summarize, travel off the beaten path. Off the beaten path. So this expression means to travel somewhere where most people don't go. If the path is beaten, that means many tourists have walked there before. But the really, really exciting travel experiences happen when you travel off the beaten path. The rest of this podcast will be split into four categories of things that you might want to do if or when you come to the UK. And finally, I'm going to end with things that you can maybe miss, things that people love, but maybe you don't need to try. So stick around for the end to find out what they are. So first of all, first category is popular places. So these are places that I recommend, that many people seem to like going to. I do also want to mention though, I haven't been to every place in the UK. So many places will be missing from this list. And also it's quite biased because the list is kind of focused on what I enjoy when I travel. So if you're very different to me, maybe you'll disagree with my list. If you are traveling outside of London, as I recommend you do, and maybe you're a fan of hiking or more natural places, I recommend Snowdonia. Snowdonia has a very cool name. This is a kind of, I think it's a national park, a mountainous region in the north of Wales. It's, as with most places in the UK, it's fairly easy to get to by public transport and buses and trains. And it's very, very beautiful. It's very rural, some tall mountains, friendly people, and you might hear some nice Welsh dialects or languages being spoken to. If you want to stay in England, you can go to the Lake District. This is in the northwest of England. And I've been here many times with my family. Um, I went last year as well. It's really beautiful. Again, it's just lots of mountains, lots of grassy hills. And as you can imagine, lots of lakes as well. So this is great if you like hiking. Once I rented a boat, I rode a boat on one of the lakes, which was really fun. Um, it's very popular with older people too, like retired people. So it's a nice kind of getaway from the busy city life. So have a look at the Lake District and I think you'll like it. And by the way, I will put photos up. So if you go to the blog post, 
which again is UK travel, you will see some photos that I have taken myself in these places. So you can judge my photography skills for yourself. I'd also recommend any national park in the UK. There are many national parks throughout Britain and they're all beautiful. I, I imagine, I've been to some of them, not all of them. So I guess they're all beautiful. The one I have spent most time in is Dartmoor. Dartmoor, this is in Devon in the Southwest. Dartmoor is very big, beautiful. There are tours. So a tour is kind of like a little mountain or a rocky outcrop. And lots of amazing hiking trails. And most places in Dartmoor, you can look around in any direction and there are no signs of life. You know, there's no buildings or there's no cities or towns. It's really nice to see that, just you're so far away from everything. And it's fairly accessible too by public transport. Also, if you like history, there are many Bronze Age ruins on Dartmoor. So these are kind of ruins that are 3,000 years old. You can see old outlines of houses and even villages. Really, really amazing things. If we go further down into the southwest, you might know that I am from Cornwall. Cornwall is my home county in the UK. Cornwall is a very famous spot for British people who want to go on holiday inside the UK. So many people come down to Cornwall in the summer for the beaches, the slightly warmer weather, you know, it's a little bit further south. It's great for surfing, great for swimming in the ocean, things like that. And it's really good for nature too. It's quite a unique place. It looks very different from the rest of the UK. Three areas I would recommend in Cornwall. One is the Eden Project. The Eden Project is the world's largest greenhouse. I think it's really quite amazing. It's got massive, massive greenhouses with plants from other places in the world. I haven't been there in a while, so my memory's not so good. But I think there's a Mediterranean biome, a Mediterranean room where they've got plants from the Mediterranean. And they've got like a tropical place too. So you can see all these amazing plants from around the world in Cornwall. It's very incredible. It looks kind of like an alien or like a moon base, a base on Mars or something like that. One place where I only went to for the first time a few months ago, and this is St. Ives. St. Ives is in the very northwest tip of Cornwall, and it's so beautiful. If you go in the summer, it's really incredible. It's a very kind of small town on the sea. It's got beautiful beaches with crystal clear water. If you want to go swimming or relax on the beach or enjoy some kind of seafood or typical Cornish food, I think this is the best place to go. It's really beautiful. And finally, somewhere a little bit more accessible by train is St. Michael's Mount. Not related to me, but what can I say? It's a good name. So St. Michael's Mount, you can go to Penzance, which is the end of the train line. And you can walk along the beach. I think it takes, takes less than an hour 
maybe it's like an hour's walk along the beach to a castle in the sea. It's really beautiful. So again, I'll put a photo of this on the blog. What's really cool as well is there's a path leading to this castle on an island in the sea, but you can only access the path when the tide is out. So the tide is the water, the ocean that moves in and out. You can only access the path for like six hours every day. So it's very exciting, especially for children. It's like, wow, I can't believe this path disappears. There are many more places in the UK, of course, other than, you know, the places I'm familiar with. Manchester is very beautiful. Lots of history, architecture, very nice. On the weekend, I went to Brighton, which is a city in the south of the UK, south underneath London. Brighton's very nice. It's got a beautiful pebble beach, a nice observation tower, and lots and lots of cafes and restaurants to go to. Although there were quite a few tourists, so it might not be so off the beaten path, but Brighton is a good one to visit. Another great place which you might have heard about is the hometown of Shakespeare. So this is Stratford-upon-Avon. This is very close to Birmingham in the UK, and it's very beautiful. It's very quaint, which kind of means it looks very old and typical British village style. And if you like somewhere a little bit more relaxed and peaceful, go to Stratford-upon-Avon, go to Shakespeare's house, look at the canals and the houseboats. It's a great place to visit. Next category is food to try. So many people think that British food is bad. I disagree. <laughs> I think we do have some nice foods here. Maybe we're not famous for our food. But I have four recommendations for you. Recommendation number one is what is sometimes known as the full English. Also, we call it a fry-up. So this is just English breakfast. It's kind of when we have beans, egg, bacon, sausage, all of that kind of stuff. And it's a really good way to start the day. These days, they have a lot of other options. They've got vegetarian and vegan options too. But if you're staying in a hotel or a bed and breakfast or somewhere like that, the chances are they will have this as an option. I highly recommend it. It's a really good way to start the day. Food number two, very famous. You probably know fish and chips. This is something of like a fast food in the UK. It's the kind of thing that we might have when we're very lazy. We don't want to cook. We just want to go out, get some chips. Maybe we'll eat it on the street, on a bench. It's not something that's really so special for us. But if it looks good to you, try it. The chips are very different than the chips that you would cook yourself. They taste, they just taste different. I don't know what it is, but I recommend trying fish and chips. The third option is a roast dinner, also called a Sunday roast. And that is because many, many British families have this on a Sunday in the UK, usually at lunchtime. This is really good. It's kind of, it consists of roast potatoes, roast vegetables, some kind of meat maybe, and lots of gravy over the top. So again, I'll put a picture of roast, of a roast dinner 
on my blog post. Very, very nice. Go to any restaurant on a Sunday and they should have a roast dinner. If you have more of a sweet tooth and you like desserts, I would recommend trifle. English trifle. So trifle is not something I've had for many years, but it is very good. It's kind of like a layered dessert, often layered with jelly. Well, I think the Americans call it jello and custard and fruit. All these different things come together in a dessert. Probably not so healthy, but very, very nice. So trifle is the dessert to go for if you want something new. If you are interested in language when you're traveling, like me, you know, I love to travel and hear new languages. So if you're like me, then here's some recommendations for you. London, first of all, as I said before, London is a very multilingual city. So if you want to hear languages from all over the world, and possibly your language too, London will be a good place to go to. If you want to hear some very cool English accents, very unusual accents, generally I recommend the corners of the country. So try to get away from London, go to the southwest, northwest, northeast, all these places, and you will hear usually the strongest accents, you know, places like Scottish accent, an Irish accent, a Welsh accent as well. Speaking of Welsh, if you go to some of these places, such as Wales, you can experience another language completely. So, for example, the Welsh language, apparently 20% of people in Wales can speak Welsh, which is quite a lot of people. And if you go there, you can hear the language spoken by locals in some places. So that's very, very cool to see how different it can be. You feel like you're in another country, but you're actually in the UK. If you're interested in architecture, so that means like the style of buildings and the kind of way buildings are built, because I think the UK has some beautiful architecture. I recommend Bath, first of all. Bath. So Bath is named after the Roman baths, the bathhouses that it has in the city. It's really beautiful. It's got this Roman architecture, bathhouses, but also just anywhere, any street you go to in Bath, from my experience, is beautiful. Just the style of the buildings, it's this kind of old, typical British, magnificent looking buildings. So I highly recommend Bath. It's quite a small city too, so it's nice to go to. If you're interested in castles, you can go anywhere, really. There are castles all over the UK. So just Google kind of famous UK castles, see which ones look the best, and you can go to them. Other cities that I haven't actually been to yet, embarrassingly, but I've heard and seen on photos, that they have very nice architecture. For example, Edinburgh, Cambridge, Oxford, Places like this, very, very cool buildings and very kind of traditional. As promised, I'm going to mention three places, or maybe four, that you can probably miss if you come to the UK. So this is just my experience. Many people want to visit Stonehenge. 
I might get some hate for saying this, but Stonehenge is amazing. It's really incredible to think about the history and what it means, but actually seeing it in real life, it's just not that interesting in my opinion. You know, some people travel quite far from London to go to Stonehenge, and when they get there, they just see some stones in a field in the middle of nowhere. And it's not so exciting, in my opinion. Let me know what you think. Do you agree or do you think I'm wrong? I'll be happy to accept any uh, criticism on that. Other ones would include kind of the popular things to do in London. For example, the London Eye, Buckingham Palace, Tower Bridge, all of these things. Yes, they are nice. They are pretty good. But... I wouldn't say you have to do them. If you miss them, don't worry. Because it's just like any other attraction where there's lots of tourists, lots of crowds, and ultimately it's not as good as you might imagine. You might hear a lot about it, but maybe it's not what you're expecting. So feel free to still visit, but maybe don't have super high expectations. The final one, which... I guess isn't a tourist attraction, but if you're like me and you like hiking or mountain climbing, maybe you're thinking about climbing Ben Nevis. Ben Nevis is actually in Scotland and it's the highest mountain in the UK. I climbed it with my dad because I wanted to say I've been to the highest place in the the whole country. But actually, it was really boring. It was one of the worst mountains I've ever been to. The climb to the top is just very long, very rocky. There's no greenery, at least not when I went there. And quite often, it's shrouded or covered in clouds, so you can't see any good views anyway. So my experience of Ben Nevis was not so good, but who knows, maybe that wasn't on your list anyway. So those are my overrated places. Let me know what you think. Maybe you disagree. That's totally fine. So many places on this list I missed because I simply haven't been there. I really, I really do need to travel more inside my country. I think the problem with the UK is we always travel to Europe because it's so cheap. It's so easy and fast from London. I, myself and probably other Brits, maybe don't travel so often inside our country which is something I really want to change. So how about you? Do you travel much inside your own country? Or do you go abroad normally, like me? Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your views on this. I hope this is useful. If you come to the UK, take my advice or don't. Let me know if you do. I'd love to hear what experiences you have. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I will see you next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast and I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.
at the beginning of the show, I told you that the UK, of all the countries that drink tea in the world, the UK drinks the third most tea. The first two, Turkey and Ireland. Did you guess that one right? 